Hey doulas, welcome to another episode of the Doula Road Trip Podcast. I am super excited because we have a very special guest today. You guys know how much I love to talk about business, so we will be talking about business today, but with a little bit of a twist because we're also going to talk about spirituality. So we are going to introduce our very special guest, so welcome. I would love it if you can tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do, and we'll get into today's topic. Uh, thank you so much for having me. My name is Ambila Nath. I'm a spiritual business coach. So I combine spiritual as well as logical strategies to help people to build their businesses. So that's including things like manifestation, affirmations, all of the mainstream stuff. But then being a tarot reader and energy healer, I incorporate those advanced parts into the business as well. Tell me a little bit about your discovery of like the spiritual side. So a lot of times I find that people have a story or like a journey that they've come to. Usually it includes doing things that other people have told them to do in burnout and then an awakening. So tell me a little bit about what that looked like for you. Oh, um, I don't think I've ever looked at mine as an awakening, but mm-hmm. basically I've always had an interest in some form of spirituality. So growing up, I was always getting readings done, psychic readings, tarot, palmistry, astrology, you name it, just kind of fascination. And um, I don't think I ever thought I would be one of those people. So my journey was very logical, you know, normal route. Um, And one of the main things that happened in my life, I'm an Asian woman, British Asian woman. So we growing up did have constrictions with regards to what we could and couldn't do as a woman and what I expected roles were regardless of the fact that I was highly educated but (laughs) you still needed to fit into our role Um, so I ended up this is a very long story very short leaving my family and after I left my family that's where my spiritual journey really started in the sense that I the place where I live um, is known to be very spiritual in the sense that it's probably the hub of attracting more spiritual people who are doing more i suppose services spiritual based than anywhere else in the uk so and it was a natural it was my intuition that brought me here and um due to meeting those people i started to investigate and curiosity intrigue into my spirituality used to get a lot of tarot readings because again, I was in a new place, didn't know anybody. So I went to this one reader and she said, oh, I'm going to be starting a psychic circle. Would you like to attend? And I went, what on earth is that? (laughs) And she told me and I went, okay, because I was new to the place, didn't know anybody. And it was over the summertime. So I thought, great way to meet people and something to do. And literally, that's that's it. That that's exactly what I thought of. Didn't think of it in any other context. I worked with her on and off for three years. She specialised in tarot readings, um, and I kind of picked up that tool. But she was so gracious that she taught us all of the different mediums of abilities. So mediumship, um, not so much palmistry, but um, pendulums, crystals, you name it. And it was literally, what what do you resonate with? Um, And I would say that that was the beginning of my own spiritual abilities opening up because as part of that growth, 
you're doing readings for the other people in the group. And a lot of the things that I was picking up or saying in terms of tuning into their energy, they were confirming that to be true. And I've never met these people before. So I think it started to kind of grow in confidence in that. And then somewhere along the lines, I thought, oh, I could make extra pocket money. And then I started to do readings, you know, myself for people. So it was a slow growth. And my business had always been logical. Coaching was very corporate logical based. I didn't know how to bring the two together up until I think 2020. Considering I started my spiritual journey back in 2006, 2007, it took nearly over a decade for me to go, how can I bring the two together, you know, to make a business out of it? So tell me a little bit about what you were feeling, because it sounds like you uprooted your life and left a very comfortable environment with people who you know, people who you loved, because it was constricting for you and you couldn't be your full self. And so you literally left. So you said a little bit about following your intuition. Like, what was that journey like of realizing you were in the wrong place and leading yourself to a space where you could start to explore who you were fully? I struggled for seven years before I actually took that strength and left because I was trying to fit in. I was trying to conform. I was trying to keep everybody happy and trying to find a way to make it work so that everybody was happy. Um, And I think I I just got to a place where I just thought, no, it's it's just not going to happen. And six weeks before I left, it was quite... um, strange how the events just happened so quickly Mm -hmm. so I was having a reading done and a reader said to me oh you're going to be moving in six weeks and at that time I hadn't even thought of anything and I just went no and I just shrugged it off and went you know maybe she's thinking in the future it got dates wrong so I just didn't think anything of it Mm -hmm. I was also training to be um, a life coach, my certification. So we have to, we had to have our own coaches at the time, you know, while we were going through our certification. So I was mentioning it to the coach, how unhappy I was, how I was struggling. And she said, then why don't you move out? And I said, I've tried in the past and it's just been really difficult. There's been arguments. They know where I am. So it's never peaceful. And she said, well, don't tell them. And all of the things that she was telling me, I'd never actually thought of, because for me, it was always about being true to myself. Don't do it in hiding, just do it. And she said, if it's not worked in that way, why don't you try a different way? And that's when my mind got this plan going. I was working as a management consultant, so my family were used to me traveling and working away. So I went, okay, that kind of works in my benefit. Um... And I started going, okay, where within the UK can I move so that they can't find me? I didn't want to go so far away that I didn't have the network of people. And I couldn't, because most of my um, network was in the South at that time. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I want to kind of stay within the South. Within the UK, there are segregated areas where you just know there's vast amounts of Asians. And then, you know, more British people and things like that. So I had to be very strategic and go, I can't go into an area, you know, space 
you call them highways, you know, we call them motorways, which is vastly known to have Asians. And I thought, Asians have an Asian network. <laughs> so right. if one Asian comes across me somehow, someone's going to find me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can't go there. And anyway, it was very strategic. And I kind of went, okay, I can, this is far away enough, which is literally the city I'm still in now. Mm-hmm. But it's it doesn't have the vast Asian network. So and I can still get to work in terms of the job I was doing at that time. And then I left it to my intuition to go, okay, where? Where within the southeast do I need to be? And one morning, this place I'd visited on holiday a few times when I was a student. And my mind, my intuition just went Brighton. And I went, oh, okay. And then that was it. Then I spoke to my coach and she said, okay, I'm going to reach out to the network of coaches where you are and see if anybody you know can help one woman went ah I was actually just about to put a room out for rent and so she put me in touch as I said I was working away so during the weekday I took time out went to see the uh, room and unknown to my family I had started packing my bags so I had a car load already in my car And I said to her, I'm literally moving on Monday. I think this was Wednesday, Thursday. And I said, do you mind if I leave my stuff here? Because I've got more things to bring. And it's going to be an alarm bell for them to know what's going on. So she was a bit hesitant because she'd only just met me. Then she went, yeah, okay. Um, And literally within a space of six weeks, my whole life changed. Wow. I think it's so interesting how once we have a coach who can open up our mind to all the possibilities, then our mind immediately starts to go to work to create the plan Um, and how it's gentle nudges. So you were being nudged for seven years and then everything culminated in what is considered a short amount of time to really pack up your life and move somewhere else yeah. in six weeks. Like that's absolutely incredible. Okay. So you. you talked a little bit about the fact that you were a life coach. And so it sounds like in your corporate career, you were a management consultant. So it sounds like you were in the business world. So talk a little bit about the sort of business coaching you were doing before you married it with spirituality and then how that kind of changed once you married the two. The logical part of it hasn't actually changed that much because I was still using the business strategies on how to build your business or the startup. Because when I started a business, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I didn't have a person to guide me. The coaches were guiding me on coaching, you know, techniques. They weren't guiding me on a business um, level. So there was literally nobody at that time. And I started the, the business coaching because I'm thinking, oh, I'm learning, but I can teach so that people don't have to go through the same struggles as I do. They can save time. So that part, and because I was a consultant, so all the strategic parts and um, project management and all of those kinds of things just fell into place because it was my normal domain. Mm. The spiritual aspect, I didn't know how to bring it in. How could I serve somebody with a tarot reading? 
in business you know when I'm, I'm guiding them on starting a business how on earth am I going to say to them let me give you a tarot reading let me give you an insight on something and they'll look at me and go what <laughs> and I, I just couldn't work it in my brain how do I do this so it becomes natural to me and then if it's natural to me it's going to be natural to them and I think it took me a long time to kind of go because I was doing little bits of side things in the sense of I was, you know, creating meditations, I was doing the affirmations, I was doing the healing, I was doing all of these things. And I thought, okay, people go through, because at one time, I've, I've not always been a business coach, I was also a mindset kind of coach and, you know, logical based coaching. And I started thinking, okay, this little bit here I can use here and this little bit there I can kind of, like a puzzle. It's like you were, I was accumulating the pieces without knowing that I was accumulating the pieces for the same puzzle um, because they looked so different. And when it all started to kind of come together, I went, oh yeah, I can use this part in here. And what's also happened is the evolution of people. People are a lot more open to the spiritual ways and spirituality without it feeling woo-woo, hence why I struggled for years. And they have a greater understanding because there's so much more personal development out there and wonderful podcasts like yours that people are listening to positivity. There was a whole generation that wasn't aware of that. So you spoke to anybody relating to that, automatically they thought you were putting a black mark on them saying they've got mental health problems and you're like no that's not what I'm saying so it really became a natural process where a lot of the things I had been doing for over 10 years just started slotting into place because I'm like and the generation was open to it they were open to a lot of the people I work with either have a curiosity or are already fully aware of you know spirituality, what it means, are doing various things within their own lives as a relation, you know, as part of that. So it was an easy transition when it did start to happen. I love your story so much. So many good pieces. I think that so many times we have a huge vision of what we want our business to be, what we want our lives to be, and how we see things being manifested. And for whatever reason, in the season we're in right now, the full vision can't be realized. And so instead of doing what you can, some people just give up, right? And so for 10 years, you were mastering your craft and taking yourself through a transformation that now you're able to fully see, accept it, and now be able to advertise and share and invite people into where they are more open to it rather than giving up on it because you couldn't figure out the pieces or it wasn't the time or people may not have understood when you were thinking about this 10 years ago. So I absolutely love too how you've married what you did in your corporate life, right? So the project management, the corporate things, and then also to your passion, which was going to tarot card reading and being a part of the psychic circle and the crystals and like marrying the two of those together to really make yourself unique and different. I think so many people divorce like what they have like going on in corporate versus like their passions versus maybe this new certification that sort of popped out instead of putting the pieces together and seeing how they can be unique and offer something unique to clients and to people who are looking for them. So, so many good nuggets there. Thank you. And I think going back to, you know, something that you said, it's about 
people um, staying in their comfort zones because it's hard. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did not know my vision was going to take me this long. And that's the thing with manifestation because there's so many books and so many things out there. You kind of think, oh, manifestation means it's going to happen instantly, but it can actually take years because there's so much personal growth that goes into you know, not just building your business, but building yourself. Because if you have a firm foundation in yourself, then your business, love, life, money, life, you know, whatever else that you're aiming for will be so much more stronger because of it. And this is, you know, something I constantly tell my clients that you have to work on yourself. That's why the fundamental part of my coaching is to your work on yourself. The 20% is strategic because you those things you can learn, those things somebody else can teach you. But getting that firm foundation in yourself, yeah, the, the rest of the stuff I teach you, yeah, you're going to grasp really quickly and life will change. But just fix this part of you. Not fix it, but, you know, just know more part of you. No, I love that. I think that I'm a strategy person. And so for years, like especially yeah. during the pandemic, I was following all of these online marketing gurus and I was getting all of this strategy. Yeah. And it came to me one day that like I had ingested years of strategy, but I hadn't actually implemented any yeah. of the strategy that I had gotten over the years. And I feel the yeah. same way, honestly, about this podcast. Like I feel like for the first 100 episodes of this podcast, I've hit really hard on strategy because I feel like strategy is what people are missing. If people got the strategy, then they would do it. It's just people don't know what to do. And yeah. I'm finally realizing that pouring strategy on top of emotional trauma, money trauma, right? Yeah. On top of disbelief in yourself, on top of disbelief in your vision, it really makes no difference if people have the strategy and I'm helping people fast track with the strategy. If you yeah. haven't really grown and blossomed into the person that will take action on the strategy and it's so much yeah. underneath strategy that people don't even realize like it, you have all of the necessary steps to take, but you're frozen in place yeah. and you can't move forward. And you hit the key, um, which is that you've got to apply it. I was very similar to yourself. I I've, I've, I still do follow lots of coaches, but of course now I actually apply. And for years, I couldn't understand why my life wasn't changing. I'm learning so therefore, and I'm doing what I'm comfortable with. It's not that I'm doing everything that they've said. So if they've got a proven 10 step, I'm picking the steps that I feel, oh, yeah, that, that's good for me. I will do that. And then going, why is it not working? So if anybody listening to this is wondering that, please apply the knowledge that you're learning. Don't keep on investing in things. And then it's just going to be, you know, um, gathering dust. Because the application is where the wealth comes. It's not the knowledge. Yeah. And the chaos, right? When you're following multiple people that are telling you multiple things, and then you start yes. to do the procrastination of like researching all yeah. of these different things. And so then next thing you know, you're not making forward progress. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so funny how hard I self-sabotage myself without even realizing it. I'm yeah. like really afraid of what could happen if I move forward or afraid that it might yeah. be successful or afraid that I might get the life that I've been dreaming of. And so I'm hard self-sabotaging myself. And it's like, oh, okay, well, 
obviously, if I don't take the steps, then I won't get the life, right? So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you this. As far as like manifestation and affirmations and different things like that, how do you see people infusing that to inform like the way that they build their business so that way it does feel good? Because that's something else that I went through this year of building a business in a model that I now know like doesn't serve me and that I can't keep up with. And it's an exact reflection of like the toxic environment in corporate America that I was trying to escape. And now I'm actively rebuilding that environment and discomfort in my business. So talk a little bit about spirituality and how people can start to build their business in a way that aligns with who they are at their essence. Very good question. Okay. The way that this all kind of comes together one of the things, and this is also within the logical coaching that you may have heard of, everything we do is a reflection of what's going on internally. Mm. So what you were saying in terms of not having, and this happened to me, you know, um, earlier in my own business, but I didn't recognize it, is that when you're trying to build your business and you are in, I'm not going to use the word toxic. I'm going to use the word not right environment that's serving you in the best way possible. Now, that could be relating to the people that you're surrounded by, but it could also be um, the space that you're in. Maybe the neighborhood is too noisy or, you know, neighbors complaining or um, and you don't have that support network, which is one of the things I had. I didn't have that support network. So when there are so many factors kind of against you you really kind of need to look at okay what do I need to bring to bring that peace I'm not going to use the spiritual words of alignment and stuff but what am I going to do to help myself bring that inner peace so that I'm not in conflict yeah and you've also got to and I used to be an interior designer as as well, and I um, did feng shui, but on a general level, because for me, it's still energy. So you've got to look at the space you're in as well. You've got to look at the tangible things. Are you hoarding? How is your weight? Are you, because there's so many signs that we're not dealing with our emotions, that we're not dealing with things that manifest in our outer world. That could be in our weight, that could be in our environment in terms of hoarding that just could be you know clutter stress um lots of illnesses low immune system there's so many signs that you're constantly getting that you're not in aligned you know to what you should be having so therefore in some ways you don't have the capacity to do what you want to do because your body is manifesting as you said, you know, the logical is we self-sabotage, so we'll go and have a cake when we know we don't need to have a cake. Um, so the environment is creating excuses and justifications that we just take it normal. Yep, pinch of salt. Oh, yeah, I can't do that because of X, Y and Z. So look at where you are. You need to look at what's going on inside of you. What's, what is your What do you have control of that you can change? And when you're able to do that, then you're able to do this more strategic part, which is the more logical part of what am I going to do to get my business off the ground? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to, you know, steps that I need to be taking? But until you've started to understand yourself and 
what I call the universal signs, you're always going to find something that's self-sabotaging. And the three things that control everything, whether you manifest it or not, are your thoughts, your emotions and the actions that you take. So your thoughts will be very, you know, negative, positive based. So look at or listen to, become aware of, am I more on the negative spectrum daily or am I on the positive spectrum? Emotions wise, am I allowing myself to feel more victim state or am I, regardless of what life is throwing at me, going more on the superhero state? You know that, okay, yes, I acknowledge that crap has happened you know i'm not saying that that doesn't happen but it's what you do with it afterwards and mm. actions which is pretty primary to any building any business are you procrastinating self-sabotaging or are you actually focused in doing things and moving things forward so those are the three key areas when it comes to manifesting but on a logical sense there are also things you need to do in order to move forward. Oh, this is so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Where to even start? Like a million stories just ran through my head as you were speaking. Um, <laughs> I think that recently I realized that my thoughts and emotions and actions are tied together and that I'm manifesting desperation and I don't mean to. Right. So, yes. Recently, my transmission on my car went out just out of nowhere. Yeah. I was driving. My car is absolutely fine. I get off the highway. Yeah. All of a sudden, my car is not working. And it turns out yeah. it's a transmission issue, right? And so I was really stressed and, of course, annoyed. But I decided to, you know, take a breath and just see what's going on. So, no, it's, like, really, really bad. It's, like, thousands of dollars to fix. And I feel like... I need my car now. Like, this is inconvenient. Mm. I don't have time for this. I'm an actual yeah. doula who's on call for clients who yeah. could go into labor yeah. at any moment. And I don't have yeah. a car. Like, not having yeah. a car is not an option. And so I had a conversation with my business partner and co-host of the podcast, Asia, And I was realizing that I often do this. Like, something comes up in life that's unexpected, that's stressful. And I immediately get stressed get annoyed, get angry, feel inconvenienced and feel like, why is this happening? And then immediately from that space, start taking action. And then I'm like, the action is usually unpleasant. Like it's, it's immediate gratification because I get what I want. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I end up regretting the action of doing whatever I did, the brute force that I took to get what I want. And so realizing that I can't have anything that I want but the space in which I'm getting to whatever it is that I want matters just as much as the thing that I get. So this happened months ago, maybe back in July. I, so it's August 17th at the time of this recording. I still don't have a car. My car transmission is still very much not fixed. And I'm still waiting and just being very patient and slow about the way that I replace my car. And guess what? I didn't miss anything in my dual life. I was still able to get to the hospital and support my clients and everything this month went fine. But if you would have asked me that last month, I would have been like, oh, being a birth doula without a car is just absolutely not an option. Like something has to give and I have to do something. So yeah, I did have to realize how tied those things were and to actively interrupt my pattern 
which yeah. felt impossible to do. It's a learnt pattern, but you've got to be kind to yourself that it doesn't change on the first awareness. Yeah. Because it took you a long time to get that pattern in the first place. So it's going to take you maybe half that time to change it. But the fact yeah. that you brought it into your awareness, that's a first step. And a lot of the work that I do is helping people to come to that awareness that because I grew up, you know, with a secret, you visualize what you want and then, then it appears. And I wish I had a genie that would just make it appear. But um, but it took me a long time to figure out that it's these three key things that need to align. It's not just a matter of one can and then I'll think about the other two or two can and, you know, no, it's a three out of three. You know, you've got to have all three in order for it to work and for you to manifest what you want. But one thing I would say relating to manifestation, don't get yeah. so blinkered because we, we we are brought up in a definite society of listing. You know, list your criteria of the man you want, list your criteria of the business you want, list, list, list. Mm -hmm. Universe, yes, works on lists, but it doesn't have restrictions. So don't become so blinkered on your list that that's the only thing you can visualize and see. Because if you're focused on, I just want a condo, I just want a condo, and the universe is going, yeah, but we want to give you a, you know, mansion. And you're like, nope, I said a condo. I just said a condo. Mm -hmm. And and you keep on getting the signals for the mansion. You're not going to see it. So it's the same with manifestation. Don't get so blinkered that you can't see that the universe has a bigger um, plan for you. Let me ask you this. If people want to start to evaluate like their thoughts, emotions, and actions and to become aware, what are some of the steps that they can take? Because I think it's really hard to be, I guess, non-biased and non-judgmental, like when you're evaluating yourself and then you are thinking your thoughts and so you start to believe that you are like your thoughts and so maybe you don't necessarily see them objectively as more leaning positive or more leaning negative or same thing with yeah. emotions and then actions so how can people really come to a process where they can start their own awakening if they don't have a guide or a coach there with them on a daily basis looking at where are your thoughts? Are you more on the negative or uh, positive spectrum? If you're more on the negative, it's about observing your thoughts. As if you were going to the cinema, you know, like a critic, but not, well, no, you don't want to be a critic, but observing in the sense of you're just looking at what's going on. Oh my God, I didn't know that that, you know, action movie could do that or, you know, in that kind of a way where you're not actually giving any negative opinions but you're just becoming aware of, I did not know I thought that. I did this years ago and I was astounded because I'm, I'm a coach, I'm a positive person. And then all of a sudden I realized, really? This, this is what my thoughts actually are? Mm -hmm. And I came to the realization, I, I tell people, declutter, declutter, declutter. Never in my life have I come across, until my intuition said it to myself, declutter your mind. How many times do has anybody said declutter your mind? Look at what your thoughts are. Are they old thoughts? Are they good thoughts? How, you know, like you do your closet. Organize your thoughts in that kind of a way. So if you look at it from that 
point of view, it helps to make that process easier. In terms of emotions, again, very similar. You've got to look at how do you deal with situations, but also exactly as you said, your car broke down, immediate thing was panic. Oh my God, it's going to affect my life. And what am I going to do without it? That's our normal fight or flight mode, you know, because we're in that protection. We, we feel our living, our safety, everything is being taken away from us. Mm. But there's other solutions. But because we're in that state of mind, we don't get, you know, find the solutions. So, again, it's monitoring when you are or when something happens to you in your life. I'm a healer, so I'm 100% about feeling. But... Please don't hold on to that negative emotion feeling for more than 24 hours. I have a 24 hour process. After 24 hours, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. Let's move forward. That's not saying that you've completely, you know, turned your back on whatever may have happened to you. It just means that you are beginning to move forward with life. Yes, those emotions will happen but the time span will be less and less and less because you're moving out of that emotion rather than allowing it to control you. And actions is just a given. You've got to take action in order to have a change happen. You, you can't just wish for it. And, you know, so that's why all three of those brought together are basically the nugget that, you know, helps to make that change and manifestation happen. And one last thing regarding manifestation. Yeah. There's no timing universe doesn't work on a linear so a lot of people get tied to the timing and you've got to be um which is probably the hardest thing for a human being to do yes but let go i find that the more you let go of the timing the quicker it happens the more you focus on the timing of the why now why hasn't it happened why this why that the more delays you're bringing in Mm. because you're bringing resistance into that I love that. Tell everybody anything else that you want to say that we haven't covered and then how they can connect with you and work with you in all of the places they can find you online. Thank you. Um, Last piece of nugget, I would say anybody who's out there listening, anybody who may be starting the spiritual journey or wondering how to put the two together if they're, you know, already spiritual, logical, I would basically say trust in yourself, start to listen more inwardly than what other people expect of you and want of you and think of you. So that that would be basically my nugget, just become more aware of what it is that you want and start to listen to the voice within. In terms of how people can find me. I'm very easy to find. My name is Ambilana, so everything um, relating to my business is under my name. If you want to contact me, the quickest way is via my Instagram, so that's Ambila underscore Nath, and of course my website, ambilanath.com. Okay, awesome. We'll put all of that in the description. And thank you so much for all of the fantastic nuggets about business and spirituality and how to get more peace as we are pursuing uh, the life that we really want on this journey. So I really appreciate you and we will see you guys in the next episode next week. Bye for now.